Welcome to Ghost of a Podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Lignato. I'm an astrologer, psychic medium, and animal communicator, and I'm going to give you your weekly horoscope and no bullshit mystical advice for living your very best life. Darlings, I have a question this week from Kay, and she says, longtime listener, first time caller, which BT dubs Kay, I find very charming. So thank you for that. And Kay says, I have battled a body-focused, repetitive behavior pulling my hair for the last decade and a half. I feel like a prisoner and at times fear that it will never get better. What is the big picture at hand and how can I better use the tools at my disposal to heal? All of my love and many hugs. Kay, please don't disclose my birth date. So I shan't. So Kay, this is this is a really interesting question to me. There is a thing called trichotillomania. And it is a compulsive hair pulling disorder. And I, I'm not sure exactly how it's treated. I am not diagnosing you with anything. I just wonder if that's what you're referring to. It is a thing that exists. Uh, you just didn't use that term. As I will say, you know, before I would read any medical or body health issue or mental health issue, the advice and perspective of moi, an astrologer, on a podcast should be taken with a massive Himalayan sea salt lamp, aka a massive grain of salt, because I am not a medical practitioner. I am not your medical practitioner. And if you have concerns about your medical health, uh, it's always wise to consult not one, but several, if possible, people who are experts on all the things, body things, mind things, all the things. That said, I want to tell you the reason why I was really drawn to your question, Kay, is because having a body-focused repetitive behavior is not the most uncommon thing in the world. Um, not everybody deals with this specific one, but it is not uncommon to have a kind of compulsion with your body. And so as I pulled up your birth chart, I pretty much saw what I expected to see which is that you have a Uranus-Neptune conjunction. It's in the sign of Capricorn, but I'm not actually super focused on the sign component of it. It's in the sixth house, the place of the body in the birth chart. You also have those two planets sitting on top of your north node in Capricorn in the sixth house. And this conjunction of planets is opposite your moon in Cancer in the 12th house. When we have compulsive body-based behaviors um, and we are pulling at our body, harming our body, picking at our body, pushing at our body, starving our body, stuffing our body, whatever it is, there's a million articulations. We want to look astrologically at what is happening in the sixth house. We want to look at what is happening in the eighth house and the twelfth houses. Okay, that's that's where I like to start. Now, I'm not telling you this so that you go forth and try to diagnose yourself or others. That is absolutely not the right way to use astrology, especially if you're in the early years of study. But it's uh, kind of like good to know little detail, right? We want to look at these places because the sixth house is the place of the physical body. And the eighth and the twelfth house is where we find our deeply psychological inner worlds. And so we find subconscious motivation. And so in your chart, you have Uranus, Neptune, North Node sitting on top of each other in the sixth. The ruling planet of the eighth in your birth chart happens to be Uranus. And we have a planet, the moon, in your 12th house uh, in direct conversation with these other planets. So 
all to decode in this direction. You have a really highly wired nervous system. Your nervous system is on, on, on. And my sense looking at your birth chart is that the hair pulling is an anxiety response that is directly related to not just how you feel emotionally, but how you feel in terms of your sense impressions. That's Neptunian feeling. How you feel in terms of the energy in a space. Now, when I talk about all this stuff, I could get into the concept of energy in a very woo way, but I want to start with energy from a more psychodynamic perspective. Energy in a space is something that is palatable. You walk into a classroom where everyone is taking a test and the energy is tense and pulled. You walk into a classroom where somebody farted and everybody's laughing. The energy is loose, sometimes chaotic, right? When you walk into a space, you can feel the energy in that space, whether or not you are woo. When a person has the planet Neptune in the sixth house, they have a tendency to be hypersensitive to energy in space, which does not mean you're super woo. You might be or you might not be. And the way that the brain responds, as far as I am concerned as an astrologer, I am not a doctor, obvi, the way the brain responds to data and information that it doesn't know what to do with and it doesn't fully understand, it's kind of like static. It's stress. It's overwhelmed. And so this creates a certain kind of anxiety, an anxiety of uncertainty and fearfulness. Now, Uranus also governs anxiety. It's kind of more of that ADD style of anxiety. It's uh, restlessness. It's a lack of focus, but it's like a, a lot of thoughts. It's a lot of thoughts, but maybe not a lot of focus, right? So having these two planets sitting on top of each other in a body house is going to make you feel really revved and not always have a focus. And so because it's in Capricorn, because it's in the, in the sixth house, there is a tendency to Ground yourself into your body by touching your body repetitively. Again, do not use my advice, anybody listening to this, as a replacement for the advice of a doctor. Okay? You knew it. You know it. Thank you very much. That said, looking at your birth chart, my sense is you are in need of behavioral tools to manage emotional overwhelm and mental overwhelm. And this is not about directing or redirecting your thoughts, actually. This is about staying present with your emotions, even as they swell and overwhelm you. If this was easy, you wouldn't be plagued by this for a decade, right? This is not easy for you. This is really quite difficult. Because we see the North Node in the mix of all this, let me pause to explain what the North Node is just a little bit. In astrology, the North Node is it's not a planet, it's a point. And it represents in a meaningful way what your soul is journeying towards uh, in this lifetime. It is a spiritual point of the birth chart. Uh, and if you guys are interested in it, send me questions and I'd be happy to talk about it more. The thing that is incredibly important about the North Node's placement is when we see it prominently placed by either being you know close to a planet or an angle what we want to really consider is what this means about our calling, our soul's purpose. In your case, a huge part of what you're here to do is to take care of your body in the material world, to take care of your physical presence 
And I don't just mean your body like your, you know, your meat soup. I mean your physical environment in general. It's your lifestyle. It's your habits. This is actually one of your big lessons in this lifetime. The physical management of your psychic and emotional wellness is key in this situation. It's key. And your body is kind of expressing an intense amount of restlessness. I'm going to give you a little bit more advice about how to start to cope with it. But again, I want to say, get thee to more professional help with somebody who actually is a specialist in this, if you can. Um, and if you didn't know that there is something called trichotillomania, hey, there it is. That's that's the name of, of this compulsive hair pulling behavior. You are not alone. There are other people who have it. And there are books and blogs and conversations about this out there in the world. So if you can you know, expose yourself to those things, if you haven't already, I do encourage you to do so. So step one, notice the feelings that come up before you start pulling. I'm not going to encourage you to therefore not pull. Let's, if you were able to do that from where you are right now, you'd already be doing it. So let's set achievable small goals, right? And whenever we're dealing with compulsion, I think it's really wise to accept where you're starting from and then make one tiny adjustment, one tiny adjustment, progress, not perfection, right? It's a really deep sixth house or Virgo lesson. And this is not Virgo, but the sixth house and Virgo are overlapped. Students of astrology will understand. Okay. So what I want you to do is to notice what you feel. And if you can, breathe. Breathe into the feeling, whether that feeling is in the pit of your stomach, that feeling is in your brain, that feeling is in your throat. Breathe into your feeling, okay? And if you can, if you can, breathe three times before you pull your hair. That's what I want to give you the advice to do for three months. Why three? I don't know. It just works. So let's let's go with it, okay? Try to breathe into the feeling and wait for the count of three before you pursue your behavior. And what this will do is give you space and breath. And within this period of three months, if you can achieve some measure of success, what you'll find is you have a little more flexibility. And then you can add maybe breathing seven times. Maybe you can add breathing nine times. I don't know. You can expand the number because the more space you have in between noticing the feeling and pulling your hair, the more choice you have. And right there, that's what you're looking for is the ability to tolerate the emotions that are compelling you towards self-harm. This, again, if it was easy for you, if if it was like easy to do on your own, then it would already be happening. So there is no shame in asking for help. There is no shame in asking for help. I encourage you to pursue it. What you want to be able to eventually do is find something else. So what that might look like for you is instead of pulling, twirling, like taking your hair and twirling it, if you have long enough hair to do that. Instead of pulling your hair, maybe tapping uh, your wrist, finding a redirected behavior so that it's still physically touching your own body as a way to ground yourself into your body. Because I think that's the good side of what this hair pulling is. Obviously, hair pulling is destructive and it's not a compulsion that you want to pursue. However, what it's doing is it's taking you out of your thoughts and out of your anxiety and into your body. It's like shoving you into your body, but it's doing it in a punishing way. What you want to be able to do is do it in a creative, constructive way. 
And to do that, we want to start with a neutral way. So again, instead of pulling, that might mean doing a tap. You know, you want to think about replacing habits instead of squashing habits. I know that this is a bit of a long road, but I honestly, I think you can do it. And I'm going to add, I'm going to add to all this, that in 2019, you've gone through um, a a Uranus square to Saturn. And so it's really triggered a lot of your fear-based responses. At the same time, this is the year that Pluto has started to oppose your ascendance, which has also really kicked up a lot of intense and compulsive feelings. This is the absolute perfect time for you to work on this stuff because there is energy there supporting you in healing it. Unfortunately, it's also a really good time to work on this stuff because it's worse. I would imagine, I mean, I'm not trying to make it worse. I'm just trying to say it looks like it's probably worse because if my sense that this is a response to anxiety and stress, then what you're probably experiencing because of these two transits is more anxiety and more stress, which means that this would be kicked up. So the way to think of this is an opportunity. This is an opportunity to heal because it's right in your face and it's really making you unhappy, which is on the positive, quite motivating to freaking change it. My love, I really hope this helps you and I have a lot of confidence in your ability to move forward. So do your best, reach out for help, and keep at it. If you want to support Ghost of a Podcast and my work in general, please become a member on Patreon. I started offering rewards, which I'm really excited about. And this month, you can catch the very first installment of the Healing Helper series. Basically, I'm giving you a bunch of tools to make sure that you're barking up the right tree, witch-wise. Lovers of Panda Elizabeth Henry will be especially charmed by this month's episode. Become a patron today and start getting benefits. Thanks, lovers. My sweet and darling loves, it's time for your horoscope. There's so much for me to talk to you about from a full moon to a bunch of other transits that are really going to be pushing us as individuals and a collective. But I want to just kind of touch on a couple things. You can register for my live webinar on October 20th. I'm so excited that I'm giving this webinar. It's really near and dear to my heart. If you can't make it on October 20th, don't even worry about that. You can still register and then you get to, whether you're there or not live, you get to download and keep the recording. So it's really something that you can return to. And my webinar is about mental wellness and you. So what I like to do is I like to use the planets as a really grounding tool for understanding your compulsions, your assets, your challenges, your nature, and how to best cope. Um, If you're dealing with any kind of mental or emotional stuff and you want to use astrology as a tool for understanding it and strategizing around how to cope with it. You don't have to have a super in-depth knowledge of astrology to follow because I'm really using the basics of the planets as a way to track and understand this stuff. But if you are an advanced or professional astrologer, this is going to also be a useful talk for you because it's really about how to use the data you have, right? It's not enough to study astrology or anything else. We have to be able to put it to use, to use it in human terms and apply it to our lives or the lives of the people we're trying to support. So please do sign up for this webinar because I'm going to load you up with skills. That's what I'm going to do. If you do come to the webinar, uh, A, ask me questions because I love answering questions, as you know, and B, have paper and pen. I want you taking notes. 
Okay. So we're looking this week at the astrology of October 13th through the 19th, 2019. And the week starts off with a full moon. On the 13th of October, we have a full moon in Aries. The exact time that it will be full is at 2.08 p.m. Pacific time. Now, full moon is always when the moon is exactly opposite the sun. So we have a sun in Libra and the moon in Aries. And when we're looking at the polarity between Libra and Aries, it's me and us. It's what I want and what we need. It's diplomacy and assertion, right? These are the kind of conflicts. And this is really important whether we're looking at it from a personal and interpersonal standpoint or we're looking at it from a social and political standpoint. My needs versus our needs is a really big crisis right now. I think for many of us personally and certainly for us across societies, right? Globally and certainly domestically. Because the sun and moon are forming a very tight square to Pluto in Capricorn, this is going to bring up very compulsive and intense emotions, okay? Pluto governs shame and resentment. It's terror, right? Pluto governs terror. And so there is a real risk that we will feel some sort of really big threat. And the struggle will be around how I take care of myself and whether I throw you under the bus to do it, or whether I take care of us at my own expense. How do we engage with fear? And what part of our nature do we feel entitled to let loose when we feel like shit, when we feel scared? And so I'm really talking about this on a social and political standpoint in this moment, right? It certainly bleeds into the personal, but I'll get a little bit more personal moment. On a big picture, on a societal scale, the worst of humanity occurs when we're scared, when we feel threatened, right? And we see this with uh, men in power and women in power, but you know, men in power. We see this across societies, across generations. When there is fear, when there is terror, is when we can do the worst things to each other, right? And so I want to really encourage you to look at how people around you are responding to fear or how resentments entitle people to say and do shitty things, to look at how you respond to your own fear, your own resentments, and whether or not you're giving yourself carte blanche to do things that really aren't in accordance with your own values and beliefs. When our values and beliefs are conditional, what are they really about? What are they really about? This full moon is going to unearth what is toxic, what is broken, what we need to let go of. When Pluto's involved, we have to look at our attachments because Pluto is compulsive and codependent. Now, it could be codependent with a behavior, with an attitude, with an idea, but Pluto wants to merge. And it does so often at the expense of what is healthy and creative. Pluto goes for the strongest feelings. So on a personal level, I want to encourage you to really be aware that there are a lot of feelings that are very up. And these feelings are driving. This does not mean that your biggest fears are true. It doesn't. What it does mean is that your biggest fears are up. And if you can be brave and sit with them and breathe into them, you can figure out what is true for you. And if you can't figure out what is true for you, that's its own data. 
Sometimes the answer isn't there. Pluto does not make us objective. It makes us subjective. The full moon in general does not make us objective. It makes us emo and subjective. And this is a really important thing to allow yourself to be in. But that means you may not find your wisest and best strategies at this time. You capiche me? I think you do. Additionally, Venus opposite Uranus will be active in this full moon chart. And what that means is surprises. What that means is who knows what this means? Because wherever Uranus is involved, there's, there's things you can't predict. That's kind of Uranus's jam. And so the work here becomes do not jump to conclusions and assume you have all the data. Do not jump to conclusions and assume that you know what someone else is thinking or feeling or what motivated another person. You don't. You probably don't. So my rule is when in doubt, wait 72 hours. You know, sometimes you can't. Sometimes it's not possible. Usually it is. <laughs> so when in doubt, if you can wait 72 hours, that's just three days after this full moon, let things play themselves out. Let the full course of your emotions run. Don't chase them. Don't try to nail them down. Let yourself be emo because this is a very emo full moon. Now, full moons are always really emo. This one has Pluto involved and Pluto is dramatique. That is what she does. So during this full moon, what I want you to really look at is the tension between your drive to creatively transform and heal and your drive to move towards your most intense and powerful emotions or to move away from your most intense and powerful emotions whenever Pluto is involved in your birth chart or by transit. We tend to either move towards deeply creative content or deeply destructive content. Pluto is the least chill of all the planets. Dare I say, Pluto has zero chill, my loves. And so this is a time where you might find yourself or someone that you have to deal with in the throes of a major meltdown, or it may be a time where you are really like clicking and figuring things out and not sure what to do with it and not sure where to go with it, but like things are coming together. And oftentimes in a full moon, it's about letting go. Oftentimes with Pluto, it's about letting go. These are different forms of letting go, but having them come together in the way they will on the 13th and around the 13th may look like you having to let go of something that you're really identified with, that your security or your survival is on some level really identified with. Breathe into it. Just keep on breathing, puppies. And you know I say this to you all the time, to keep on breathing into your feelings, to keep on breathing into your body. And I get questions from people being like, well, what does that mean? It is as simple as it sounds. If you feel anxiety and that anxiety is in the pit of your stomach, take a breath, feel the anxiety, breathe into the pit of your stomach. Keep on being present with it. Don't analyze it. Don't fix it. Just breathe into it. Don't abandon yourself because you're being intense. You are allowed to be intense. Don't abandon yourself because you're scared you're too much. You, my love, are allowed to be too much. Don't abandon yourself because you're scared someone else is going to abandon you. Someone else is going to abandon you. Let them hurt you. You don't hurt you. You be a good friend to you, okay? Now, on a more social level, watch the news. Seriously. Watch the news because this full moon is going to bring out reactiveness. This full moon is going to bring out vengefulness. And for 
certain individuals, I'm not going to name names. It is not necessary to name names. But for certain individuals who love being vengeful and act out of ego-driven impulse, we may see really bad behaviors. And so as I've said on the podcast before, and I'll probably say again and again, one individual person can do a lot of harm. But it's the masses. It's how we all as individuals participate in the larger society that we're in, in the larger community that we're in. That, that's the real outcome that we want to focus on because we can't control what our governments do. I mean, we can vote and we can participate, but you know, we can't control what the governments do. But what we can control is how we engage with it. We can make sure we don't turn away. We can make sure that we are a part of the conversation and that we stand up for what we believe in. Sometimes, my loves, sometimes you got to do what's right, even if the outcome is not in any way guaranteed to you to be a positive one. Doing what's right is its own reward. Maybe you don't feel that way. Maybe that's not actually how you see the world or how you see spirituality or how you see politics. But it sure as hell is how I see it. Doing the right thing, whether or not you get a reward for it, is really important for your humanity. And when we have transiting Saturn and transiting Pluto, both in the signs of Capricorn, as we do, there is a risk that we compromise our humanity. And that is a gateway to all manner of bullshit. So make sure that as much as possible, you are not engaging in that particular form of bullshit. And if you have been, that's cool. Bring yourself back to your values. Bring yourself back to your humanity. And make sure that your humanity is extended out to others, people that you don't identify with, people that you don't understand. Either we stand for each other, all of us, or who are we standing for, right? Okay, there's more, there's more, don't leave. On the 15th, we have a Mercury trine to Neptune. And on the 19th, Mercury will form a sextile to Pluto. These are both really lovely transits. They give us a greater capacity for empathy and for effectively communicating what we understand or for going deeper in our understanding. My loves, if you have got to process with someone, if there's a difficult or uncomfortable conversation that you need to have with someone, the 18th, 19th, 20th, fan freaking tastic great dates. The Mercury trying to Neptune's good for it too. It's a great transit for forgiveness and for empathy. The Mercury-Pluto is better for being really articulate and going deep with someone. So really, I guess I should say from the 14th through the 20th is a really great time for processing. That said, on the 14th, 15th, we're going to be feeling that full moon a lot more acutely. If you really have to process something serious, I'd wait. I'd wait a little longer in the week, personally. I mean, I'm not trying to tell you what to do as much as I love to tell you what to do. But that's basically what I would say. That brings us to the end of this week's horoscope. I want to say, I want to say another word. I want to say another word. Whenever there's gun violence in the United States, people on the right love to talk about thoughts and prayers. Thoughts and prayers, thoughts and prayers. And, you know, I love thoughts and I love prayers. Huge fan of thoughts and of prayers. On progressive side or witchy-woo side, we love to talk about intention and energy and manifestation. And honestly, that's the same as thoughts and prayers, right? Without action, without education, without information, it's not enough. Intention and energy and prayer is beautiful and essential for growth and healing as a person and also for society, for the world. But it is not enough if it is not paired with being informed 
actively mobilizing based on what you understand about the world, asking questions of people who know more than you. I really want to encourage you now and moving forward to challenge yourself to once a week, educate yourself about what's happening in the world around you. Ask questions from people who know more than you do. Find ways of getting involved, whether it's through using something like ResistBot or joining the supermajority. There's so many resources and tools so that you never have to leave your house or look up from your damn phone to do a thing to participate in the world. And hey, if you're an IRL person, if you like to like move away from your phone, there's also lots of ways of participating. And maybe maybe you haven't taken the time to figure those things out. Google it, my loves. Or if you're like me, duck, duck, go it, my loves. But get in there, get active, get curious, get involved. And when I say involved, I mean, make sure that you remember that love, the energy of love is healing and powerful, beautiful, but the action of love, that is what changes worlds. That is what changes people. That is what brings you peace at night. The action of love. That shit is fierce. It is strong and it is transformative. So channel it whenever you can. Puppies, kittens, I will talk to you next week. Bye. Every year they say the end is near.